0: welcome back everyone to fringes of the faith i'm paul henderson administrative pastor of capstone church in fort worth texas and sitting next to me of course is Parky coburn our senior pastor at capstone welcome again hi paul how are you today well i am doing good and as you guys know fringes of the faith is a podcast dedicated to talking about some of the obscure things in our faith and in the bible Um, but before we get into today's topic, I want to insert a shameless plug here for Capstone Church. If you're in the Mm -hmm. Fort Worth Metroplex area and you're looking for a Bible teaching, gospel preaching church that worships the Lord in spirit and truth, then we invite you to visit us here at Capstone Church. You can find out all about us by going to www.capstone.church. And hey, if you plan on on visiting us, send us an email and and let us know you're coming, and we'll make sure we have a small gift for you at the end of service. And that email address is, of course, info at capstone.church. And hey, you know what? Visit us. You may like us. You may not. Uh, We're not. What's important, though, what's important is that you attend a church that you believe the Lord is leading you to where the truth of the gospel is preached unapologetically and without compromise. So with that said... Pastor Parkey. In today's episode, Mm -hmm. we're going to talk about what we learned as a church from the recent COVID Mm -hmm. pandemic and and what you can expect, at least from Capstone, and, and we hope other churches during the next pandemic, because God's Word says there will be more coming. The Bible calls them pestilence and plague. So let's talk about some of the lessons that we learned from the COVID response, because it seems like Uh, we we've been able to narrow this down to four major or main lessons out of the out of
1: the many that we came away with. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Uh, You know, this has been a a very interesting time. And so uh, I don't know if we'll repeat it again or not. We may in some form or fashion. And so it's been uh, a crazy experience, but a good one to learn from for the future. So Well, we learned a lot, didn't we? Mm -hmm. Yes, we did. A lot. Well, you know why?
0: Because we had not been through something like this before. Not in our lifetime, maybe not even ever as as far as a worldwide shutdown.
1: Yeah. I mean, in the U.S., I guess it's been since 1908 since they've been through anything like this. And so it, it was new for most people.
0: Okay. Well, let's get started. Lesson number one, the ministry must go on and what i'm talking about here is that we need to keep the doors of the church open and be available to minister if at all
1: possible would you agree with that yeah i think at the very beginning um i'll even go as far to say i believe our government uh, was a little bit confused about this they didn't they didn't know exactly what was going to transpire uh, through the release of COVID. So I think it was a learning experience for everyone. And uh, certainly, you know, a lot of churches shut down at the beginning. We did, too, in an effort to help, uh, try to help slow the spread of this. But uh, in hindsight, I guess after being locked away myself for you know, 30 days or however long it was when the government shut everything down that I began to understand during that time the revelation began to come to me. We we can't do that. Uh, The church has to be available. And so I I agree completely because people need the body of Christ. They do. And, um,
0: you know, you had talked about, you had mentioned something before about how you were sitting at home and, and during this whole thing. And you really felt uh, the Lord speaking to you and saying this is not what you've been called to do. Uh, you've been called to be a pastor and a shepherd of the flock, and, and that's extremely difficult to do when you know we're, we're not available to be there to minister to others. And you're right. There was a lot of confusion going on. I, I still think there's a lot of confusion. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been told I don't know how many different things now, um, but... You know, the point is, uh, I think what you're trying to make, which is very important, is that as a church, we have to be available to minister, because I think we saw some of the consequences
1: in not, not having the church open, didn't we? Yeah, I, I, think, I think so. You know, people don't do well isolated from others. I mean, some people like to be isolated, but in all honesty, it's not real healthy. Um, and when people get isolated, uh, you know, they, they, they get depressed, uh, they get anxious, um, uh, you know, they begin to, uh, try to medicate themselves, uh, and, and a lot of things and things begin to happen and they need, you know, the, the church needs to be available. Now, you know, what that looks like, Uh, going forward, I don't know, but the church needs to be operating in some form or fashion to be able to minister during the periods like this one.
0: Right, I think what what we're learning now from the mental health aspect and everything that we were being told statistically is that suicide rates are way up, uh, depression is way up, domestic violence is way up, child abuse is way up, loneliness, isolation, um, all of those effects of being shut down and and, and really being a prisoner, uh, if you will, of your own home, um, not not even scratching the surface on what it has done to our children, mm-hmm. not being able to be socialized, um, and and not having that interaction with their friends and with their teachers. So, I mean, it, it's it's a very real consequence that I think, I think that we will be dealing with for many years.
1: Yeah, I think so too. I, I don't really know that we're going to know what the, the impact was upon the, the educational, um, uh, progress or process that our children go through. I don't think we're going to know maybe till next year, or maybe for a couple of years, exactly what the, what effect the lockdown had upon them. You know, we know they're behind, uh, and other, th- and then, and other things. And, and you know, I've, uh, know someone who's in the uh educational uh, vocation and they said that some kids have just disappeared mm. on them. Mm. I mean, you know, they've tried to find them, they can't find them now. And uh and so uh yeah, i the long-term ramifications as well as the short-term ramifications have been have, uh, are going to be you know tough and have been tough for the sh- in the short run too. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. So let's talk about another major lesson that we
0: learned, and that is lesson number two, stay neutral. Uh, stay neutral while being obedient to the authorities' mandates as mm-hmm. long
1: as? As long as they do not violate the word of the Lord. Amen. Mm-hmm. You, you know, I think the church was trying to walk a very difficult Uh, line Mm -hmm. there during the pandemic because there were several things that the Bible tells us to do as believers that we were trying to see how those things work together. It tells us to be obedient to our authorities. It tells us uh, to minister. And so, you know, there was some things that were conflicting, and it took the church a little while, I think, to to figure out uh, exactly what the response should be. You know, the Lord knew the whole time, of course, but it took us a while, I think, to figure out, and I'm not just talking about capstone, although I probably should and not speak for anyone else, but it was a very difficult time trying to juggle, you know, different things that the Bible tells us to do and figure out what to do when they were in conflict with one
0: another. Exactly. And I know that the, you know, and here in Texas, we had the governor uh, putting out executive orders and we were trying to follow those. As best as we could and you're right I mean it was it was a balancing act uh, and trying to line things up with what the Bible talks about as far as being submissive to the authorities and and while trying to also minister to our congregation and those Mm -hmm. you know really what we had to do is we had to take all sides of the issues into account before we made any decisions before we made any statements uh, from the pulpit or from any of our videos and so I mean it was it was extremely challenging to say the least. It
1: really was and one of the things that I remember and I know you remember this very well is when the pandemic first started and as we were trying to fill our way through that there were very strong opinions uh, as to what what direction the church should go and and what it should do in response to what we were being asked to do. And um and I'll I'll go as far as to say that there was real division occurring in the church uh, because you know we were really uh, not just taking sides or or believing that we got to go this way or go this way but there was actual actually a vilification happening by if you were on this side or if you were on this side if you weren't on the on a particular if you whatever side you were on is actually what I'm trying to say people from the other side were not you know, we're not very thoughtful of that. And, um, and so it was a real challenge at the beginning to try to keep everybody focused on on kingdom things. And uh, so it is important to realize that uh, when you're walking through something like that, number one, it's going to take a little while to, to really get a clear path uh, determined as to what you're going to do. And number two, while you're doing that, boy, I mean, you know, we've got to, we've got to treat each other uh, with some respect and some love.
0: And long-suffering, that's mm-hmm. what the Bible says. Mm-hmm. Love is long-suffering, and it's patient. And, and you know, uh, <laughs> what, you, what I've heard you say before is it wouldn't be called long-suffering if there wasn't any suffering involved. And, you know, being patient with those that, that take very strong positions, especially if they conflict with your own personal uh, opinions about it. Um, it's a very tough position to be placed in and, but that's a position that we found ourselves in, uh, was trying to maintain a, a high level of professionalism, uh, when we're talking about staff and we're talking about with our, our congregations while at the same time making sure that our hearts, um, were reacting out of love and mm-hmm. and patience and kindness. And, you know, that was, that was a, a a learning curve for me uh, personally because my background my background said well you just obey the authorities you know no matter what and you know and then now as a as a born-again believer reading the bible and studying it and, and learning you know uh, about the true the true religion uh, basically which is love um, you know that's that puts us in kind of in a tough position and it did but
1: You know, we learned from, we were all learning at the time. Well, it it was tough because, uh, I think one of the things that made it tough is what I'm trying to say is you had people on one side, didn't even believe this existed. Mm -hmm. Uh, They didn't even believe it was real. And then you had people on the other side that believed it was real and were very afraid. And so the gap was monstrous. And if you don't believe this is real, then of course you're not going to think that any changes need to be made. And uh, so, as leaders, you know you're wading through that gigantic gap, and you're trying to find out what's real and what's not real, and and uh, you know, and ministering to everyone that are that's in that situation. So it was it was an interesting period of time. Um, that I, 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 it was a great learning experience, but I I wouldn't necessarily want to go through that again.
0: <laughs> no, no. So lesson number two was to stay neutral, you know, just stay neutral, try to leave the politics out of it. Um, mm-hmm. Especially, especially as a leader of the church an elder, or a, a, if you're a pastor of a church and you know, do your best, do your absolute best just to love the people and stay out of the politics. So let's talk about lesson number three. Lesson number three, establish critical connections before the next
1: pandemic. That's important. It really is, because if you're isolated to begin with, uh, and you're not really connected to anybody in the body of Christ, when something like this happens, uh, you— are are really going to be out there drifting with very little contact uh, from anyone. And if you've got more than 50, 60, 70 to 100 people in a building together or in a group together, um, it, it begins to be a challenge. If you've got more than 100, I would say, it begins to be a challenge to stay in touch with everybody. And, um, you know, so it's not just the leader's responsibility to keep tabs with everyone, which it is, but it's also the responsibility of all of us to be sure that we're connected. And the next pandemic or whatever we go through next, who knows what situations and circumstances that's gonna bring about. It may cause us not to be able to meet in big groups, but maybe we have to meet in small groups. And so therefore, if you already have those connections established, that's going to be real easy. If you don't have that connection established, then you're going to be scrambling or depending upon other people to help you get those connections established. So my counsel, uh, through something that we've learned, is go ahead and get those connections established now so that you're prepared for whatever comes. Right. and,
0: And, you know, the way that we've done that here at Capstone is establish small groups, And we actually call our small groups connect groups Mm -hmm. um, because one of the first things that we want to see happen is that when you come into Capstone and and you decide that this is where the Lord is planting you and you become a member, we want you to be connected to one of these small groups. Because like you said, you just don't know what's next. You don't know what the next, next thing is going to be. And who knows? It could be we can no longer meet at a building together we'll have to disperse into small groups and possibly even take the church underground. Um, I mean, you just don't know. So we've got to be prepared yeah. for all of that because like lesson number one, the ministry must go on. Yes. The ministry must go on. And so one of the other aspects of, of establishing critical connections is maintaining a current database of your congregation with contact numbers and, and reach out often through texts, through emails, through phone calls. I mean, that really um, spoke volumes to our congregation when they would receive a phone call from one of the leaders, one of the Connect Group leaders, yeah. or one of us. Um, that just, you know, they some them even expressed to you, wow, uh, you know, I was really not feeling very connected, but I'm so glad that, that, that you made contact.
1: Well, sure enough, you know, we're talking about that and, and there's going to be somebody out there listening to this as well. You didn't call me and, and, and we apologize if that happened. But it also reaffirms the importance of you guys that are out there listening. Please keep all your information current. Be sure that the body that you're a part of has your current information. In case something happens like this, or in case they ever need to get a hold of you or communicate with you for, for, for any reason, you know basically all we could do is just go right down the database. I mean, you know what we had the people that we had logged in the database and just go down and start calling them. And that's what we did. Uh, divided that database out and began to call people. I think it took me 40 hours one whole week just to call my, the section of the database that I had. So um, be sure that everybody has your information. Your church has your information uh, on your end. And, and you know, and it is very important when something like that happens to try as m- much as possible to stay in connection with people. So,
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Lesson number four, and this is an important lesson for pastors, for leaders and pastors, elders of a church body. Lesson number four is the flock comes first. That means, and we talked a little bit about it in uh, lesson number two about staying neutral, but the flock comes first, and that includes the fearless and the fearful. And we have to remember our job as pastors, and the job of the church really is to, above all else, love others and that means putting others first and laying down our own personal opinions and our personal convictions and we've already talked about some of the responses that we got about that Um, but you know what is your perspective on this pastor park as as far as how do we how 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 can a
1: pastor put the flock first well uh, it's talked about in the book of romans And um, one of the things that bothers me a little bit is, you know, there's a lot of uh, uh, conversation that goes on when you go through something like this. And it's like, well, if we were mature, we would do this. You know, we would exhibit no fear. Mm -hmm. We would not do any, follow any of these procedures. Well, the Bible talks in the book of Romans uh, about that if your brother – is not at the same level where you are faith-wise, you're not supposed to just shun him, let him go, let him drift away into the darkness, or or uh, just look at him and say, you need to change your position to come to where we are. The Bible tells us that w- the strong, the mature, should alter their position. Mm-hmm to take care of the weak. That's right. If you Mm -hmm. sit down in an idol's temple is the example it shows and you as a mature person says, well, the Lord made everything in the earth. I don't believe in idols anyway. I can pray and bless this food and I can eat it and it's going to be just fine. Whereas you have somebody else who says that food was offered to an idol in good conscience and I just can't eat that. I can't eat it because it's going to defile me. It's been offered as a sacrifice. The Bible tells us that we shouldn't, Look at the the, the mature sh- the one who believes you can eat shouldn't look at the one who believes you can't and go oh come on right that they should say hey this is not that important anyway that's right <laughs> and so wearing a mask taking the temperature my lord how important is that anyway when we're supposed to be exalting our relationships over one another being sure we're not losing touch with one another. And you know, wearing a mask or taking a temperature uh, should take a back seat to be able, to being able to stay in contact with one another and continue to minister to each other.
0: And you know, the the surprising thing is, you wouldn't think that something like this would happen in the body of Christ, but you know, it's it's really the body of Christ is is a microcosm of society at whole. You've got divisions and you've got opinions and. Yeah. And you know, but the one thing about the body of, the, of Christ that should unite us is love for one another because Jesus said they will know that you are my disciple from your love. this this thing is going to be divisive and I've got to make sure that my heart and my attitude
1: is to stay neutral and to take care of the flock first. Well, it is and the next, The next pandemic may be different than the last one uh, because the last one had some very strong political things attached to it Mm. uh and and people uh whatever political side they were falling on um, you know they had feelings that other things were going on other than just the pandemic and an election was coming up uh you know these things that are happening are all politically motivated and so in order to to stand with this political candidate or with this political candidate a lot of people were making strong stances uh for four things they believed were either supported in this camp or, or supported in this camp and we began to forget those scriptures in Romans. We began to forget how that we are uh, supposed to lower ourselves to be able to minister to other people, if if need be. And it took a while to get everybody's focus back on that. It did. It, it took a while for that, but and so maybe the next pandemic won't have those strong political things tied to it like the last one did. But. Um, and you know, it's okay. It's okay. Everyone made mistakes during that thing. Everybody made some mistakes. It was a learning so, process. Yeah, it was. And so it's all right. You know, if you were on one side or another and you realize maybe you made some mistakes, it's okay. Okay. But I do think, uh, that we have to remember to put the, the ministry to the people first. And, you know, there were things, there were things that you and I had done, always had done that when we were doing them during the pandemic all of a sudden they were condemned Mm -hmm. if I went to visit someone in the hospital and the hospital people out told me to put on a mask and a gown before I go in that hospital room I did it right me too okay so things like that had been going on but when we got in that situation because of the politics Mm -hmm. people began to get at odds with one another
0: Let's let's talk just for a second about something that you said about us needing to be able to lower ourselves in order to minister to others. Well, what you're talking about is making concessions. And here's something that that you and I both observed observed during this thing is that while you know people were yelling at us from from all sides uh, about wearing masks and you you don't have faith and and you're it's fear based or, if you, mask, or if you don't, you don't wear a mask you don't care you don't care so but what what I observed is that some of the people out there that were yelling and making a lot of of these statements about wearing a mask uh they were not willing to make a concession to lower themselves to minister to people in the church, but yet yet they would make concessions. For their own families, if they wanted to see their grandchildren, they had to wear a mask, and they did. Or the ones uh, that you know didn't want to hearken the doors of the church because of COVID, um, you would see them at Academy Sporting Goods or at Walmart, and and you'd get the
1: look. I mean, you'd see it in their eyes as soon as they made eye contact. They're like, "Uh oh." Well, this is this is just like anything else that we walk through in life. You know, we have to we have to get to the place where we're going to be brutally honest with ourselves and are going to have to allow the Lord's truth to speak into our lives or we're not going to grow and we're just going to continue to make the same mistakes over and over again. I know as leadership, you know, we made some mistakes in this thing and it's good to look at them and, Mm -hmm. and learn from them. Um, but we've just going to have to be really, we're going to have to desire is what I'm trying to say to be people of integrity that walk like the Lord more than anything else. Mm -hmm. And if we're, if we have that desire, we're going to be okay in the long run. All right.
0: So, um, we've got a few more minutes left. So why don't we just sum up the four main lessons that we learned? And hopefully this will help you out there. If we have to go through another one of these, which is we talked about in the beginning, the Bible says that we will be facing more pestilences and plagues. So, here they are lesson number one the ministry must go on stay open be available to minister to the needs of others that doesn't mean throwing throw caution to the wind take protective measures and you know be obedient to the authorities as you as much as possible as long as they don't violate god's word number two lesson number two stay neutral don't let the strong opinions of others from both sides keep you from ministering uh, mm-hmm. to everyone and from being long-suffering and, yes 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 lesson number three establish those connections you know here at capstone we use an app called simple church to keep up with our members and it's an easy to use you can do it from a desktop or you can do it from your phone Um, and it's so simple we think that you would probably like it if you don't have anything but you know and we're not being paid to say that at all but it it was something that really helped us during this time of Mm -hmm. isolation and lockdown and then finally lesson number four is take care of the entire flock and you know what? There are going to be people across the entire spectrum with different opinions, whether it's political or, you know, you know, all over the place. And we as pastors and church administrators, we're going to be criticized no matter what decision that we make. That's just that's the cost of leadership. And so make sure that you're taking care of everyone across the spectrum and don't allow that criticism to influence how you minister. You, you, we all have to remember, I think you said this um, earlier, but we all have to remember that the church is the body of Christ, and we all have a role to play. We all have a purpose. We are all considered vital organs, mm-hmm. and, you know, and and we're all parts of the church. Therefore, we all need to do what we're called to do, and the first thing that we're called to do is to love God. And the second thing is just as important, and it is mm-hmm. to love one another above all Else, Mm -hmm. And, you know, that really means love one another above all opinions, above all personal convictions, above all arguments and disagreements. Love doesn't argue. Love doesn't debate. Love rises above all of our own human desires to be right. Mm -hmm. That's so true. All right. Well, thank you guys for watching. Um, If you have a topic that you'd like for us to talk about, be sure to email us at info at dot church our services are at 10am on sunday
1: mm-hmm.
0: and 7pm on wednesday night hey we love you guys and just remember to stay in the word stay alert and be not deceived goodbye we love you god See bless you, you guys time.